Welcome to the Partners Financial Podcast, a podcast designed for you with insights from fellow members as well as NFP and Partners Financial experts. Hi, welcome to the Partners Financial Podcast. I'm Kristen Bulat, and today I'm joined by Mike James and Peter Chung. Mike and Peter are here to talk to us about what they saw last year's real highlights, wins for the business, the membership, NFP, and then things that they're looking forward to as we launch ourselves into 2022. So Pete and MJ, thanks so much for joining me today. (laughs) Thanks, Kristen. Glad to be here. (laughs) <laughs> this, this is Pete's first podcast experience, but MJ's, he's an old pro at it. So, MJ will... oh, so take it easy on me. Yeah. Take it, on, take it easy on me too, MJ. Yeah. We won't let the rookie, we won't let the rookie go first. That's No, what we, won't. we won't. We'll have the veteran go first and see, and see how it's done. <laughs> wow. Well, right, veteran move. Let's go. Yeah. Well, look, I'm normally not at a loss for words, so I, I should hopefully, uh, fill the time with some some pretty good nuggets. I uh when I look back on 21, I, I just, you know, I, I'm reminded that, you know, every generation has have these move moments that shape you and started in 2020 with COVID. And I think it extended in 2021 because we we're still in COVID. Frankly, we're still in a little bit of COVID now. But I think it's it's shaped us in a positive way. For NFP, we learned to run a company uh, more efficiently. Um, we 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 added dimensions to our business that you know we thought about but probably struggled to implement. I think um, we protected ourselves in a very difficult environment. I I think of things like cyber and and you know some of the criminal activity that happens, you know, in the virtual airways. And and NFP did a phenomenal job of of giving us an environment that was safe to operate in. And and I think our business responded to it. I think as far as life insurance goes, you know, it's such a resilient business. We just saw, again, in the face of, in the headwind with tax legislation, with covid with a new administration, you know, our business still shined quite a bit. Um, we saw regulations hit us from product repricing to, you know, best interest standards at the state level that that challenged us, and we still resiliently came through it. So I'm, you know, there's so much to reflect on in a positive way that that we all should be really, really proud. And and lastly, before I pivot to Pete, I. You know, Partners Financial has just been a shining star as it always has. It just, you know, our members continue to show us the way uh, we've continued to listen. Um, and it has set us up really nicely to implement some very creative and strategic items to help them do what they do better. So I'm feeling pretty good. That's great. <laughs> How about you, Pete? I, I think, you know, you've been to quote MJ in the catbird seat of Partners Financial and getting to watch the resiliency and the creativity of all of our member firms. So what stands out from last year for you? Yeah, uh, Kristen, I appreciate it. There's a lot to unpack there and uh, mm-hmm. we're going to continue to sit in the catbird seat here uh, <laughs> as long as possible. 
Uh, and so, yeah, MJ, I think, uh, and Chris, resilience is, is a key word for, for 2021. We did a lot together, uh, with our members. And I think there's one other word that I would, would draw upon, uh, is our culture. I think our deep and rich culture, it really carried us through 2021. Uh, we had a great time connecting with members in their own backyards when we were doing those focus meetings. And I know just seeing some people's faces the first time in a long time, their eyes just lit up and you know, everyone was just so happy to see uh, you know, folks from partners there and, and knowing that there's people that care about them in the industry. And so our culture really was shining in 2021. And that really led to a fantastic year. I mean, that's, I think, what carried us and propelled us through. So if I could say uh, culture, resiliency, uh, and just an overall caring for our clients and advisors, like that's that's really what got us through 21 and helped us have a great year. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'd agree. I, you know, I think uh, there's some things that, you know, tangible things that got put in motion. I think, um, you know, Pete, you should share, you know, I was really proud of the way we executed on the virtual meetings. I thought those were strong in terms of the balance of content. Um, I think, you know, you and the board launched a survey that produced lots of tangible um, initiatives to to drive through. Um, you know, we're in the midst of executing on all those right now, but, but I, I was really proud to see us still not get distracted on you know from the macro environment and focus 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 on the business yeah no great great points mj i think we we've, we've done a good job of staying true to kind of our core values if there's anything that we we made sure we did every single day of the week is to stay focused on what got us here. Remember our core values. Uh, and that really starts with the members, uh, making sure that we we surveyed them appropriately, listen to our members, uh, listen to what they need to help run their successful businesses. And, and we gained a lot of great insight into businesses through that membership wide survey. Uh, and then, you know, again, with the virtual meetings, it was it was cultural. It was great. I think we got to see a lot of people. We continue to do these virtual meetings because it's just such a great way to reach out uh, to everybody uh, and, and not have to travel and, and get into places that uh, we may have been a little bit more challenging in the past, but now um, it's easy easier to get people together at Partners Financial virtually. And we'll be back to that you know in-person meeting in, in no time here, Kristen. Yeah. One of the things that we've heard a lot about is challenges that the carriers are facing, low interest rate environment, regulatory changes, but there's also an increased appetite in the in the country for life insurance. And one of the things that I was really impressed that you both did so well last year, as you always do, is really strengthen the partnership that we have with our carriers. So can you just give us some highlights about that carrier partnership and how you know 2021 you felt like it was it was something that helped drive the business forward? Yeah, I think they got the uh Chung James squeeze because. We were working them. One minute I'm top down, he's bottom up. The next minute I'm bottom up, he's top down. I think that was part of the strategy. Stay in front of them, stay engaged. Um, you know, one thing I'll say that really stood out was our engagement on every level with the carriers was probably the best it's ever been. You know, I could get an executive on the phone pretty quickly if we if we wanted to you know, uh, unpack something macro that that they were going through. You know, Pete could get operational leaders and field leaders and sales leaders mobilized 
if we weren't getting something. So, so all of those angles, I think, were available to us, and we we played them all. Uh, it was it was that kind of year where there were different times. You know, if you think back, you know, at one point, I think at the end of the second quarter, early third quarter, Penn Mutual said, "We're good. We got enough business for the year. We don't want any more of this business." And you know, we immediately got on the phones. We had cases in in, in process. And we're able to navigate that stuff without too much pain. I think it's things like that that are differentiators. I know other organizations, you know, complained a lot more than we had to in that environment. But Pete, I don't know what else. What would you add? Yeah, you know, the, the, the strong relationship with the carriers made it made a huge difference throughout the year. Uh, I know I took a number of calls, uh, whether it was uh, I have an issue with service. Or I have a big win that, that happened with fill in the blank, one of our core carriers. You know, it, it, it kind of ran the gamut uh, in 2021. And I think, you know, Christian, your point earlier, I think there's a lot of factors, whether it's low interest rates that have created a challenge for some carriers. Um, but it's also created an opportunity for our firms on the premium financing side of things. Uh, and I think, you know, MJ, I think you mentioned earlier about, you know, a pandemic, COVID people realizing their, their mortality. I mean, I think it just helped people flock to protection products. And Kristen, just to steal a, a line from you or a page out of your playbook, you know, it's it's all this uncertainty happening in Washington around taxes, around, you know, what to do. Uh, and the best thing that we can do is help our firms plan, help their clients plan, help their advisors do planning so that they take a little bit of that uncertainty off the table. And I know uh, you've done a terrific job of partnering with our carriers on that to make sure that the strategies we put in place and um, the techniques that we use are the ones that they want to take business with. And so we've been very careful, MJ, with with our carriers to continue to forge a good relationship, make sure we're putting good quality, long-lasting business on the books. And again, I think that's just some of the the normal everyday stuff that we do that we often don't think about. (laughs) It just happens, you know, because we're so focused on business. I ended up quoting uh, Ken Samuelson probably five times last year. (laughs) And his comment, his famous quote, that we are the advisors that bring certainty at uncertain times couldn't have been more true last year. You know, yeah. people wrestled with all the uncertainty, but the one thing they didn't have to worry about is if they did their planning, there was a place to find certainty in their life. And, and I think that that was really the, the, the phrase that kind of captured, you know, 2021 for me. Well, speaking of uncertainty and engagement in Washington, Let's talk about the FinSeca and the enterprise membership and all of the resources, the engine that we spun up to partner with them around this tax legislation. And MJ, I know that you were really involved with FinSeca and you and Pete really spearheaded that. So what do you think about the enterprise membership? Yeah, well, that one was a long time coming, Kristen. I, you know, I think uh, there was only one other organization that had done something where they brought the entire enterprise, every firm and key staff and you know, from from the organization to membership. That's uh, only been done once before. And we took our time with it because I think there was a pace that was really important to, to institute where we really scoped it. We really shared it with our board. We shared the idea with members. We, we built, you know, understanding and consensus at the same time. And I think from there, it allowed us to say, wow, this is a tangible benefit that can 
grow into something far greater than we even can see today if it's done right. And for a couple of reasons, I think Finseca had gone through, you know, the word Finseca was born out of a merger between AALU and Gamma, and they both brought different strengths to that marriage. I think the overarching phrase or statement um, that continues to fly high as the flag for Finseca is unifying the profession. And I think all of us in the life insurance business can find value in our association. The, the issue was the association needed our help to decide what that value looks like. And you can't do it if you're kind of one foot in, one foot out. So we, we just took a, a, a bold step. Um, the linchpin, though, was an idea that Peter had. He's been kind of the champion for training and education, uh, which I think the brokerage community has struggled with. And this new organization, FinSeca, brought a capability to the table that would allow us to, to think outside the box and drive some unique value. So, Pete, you should kind of share your thoughts there. But that, to me, was the linchpin. <laughs> Yeah, I agree, MJ. It, it really helped to kind of catapult us into this uh, this new category of membership with Finseca here. And I don't know, Kristen, am I allowed to use this podcast as like breaking news kind of uh, sure. uh, kind of announcements over here? So it is funny uh, today. I uh, was just I was just on a call with Finseca and have some great news around the new producer training program that we've been looking to launch. And we're really targeting um, the FinSeca meeting um, in, in the end of May for partners members to be able to bring a protege, bring a uh, new producer along with them to, to see the class, to get it started so that we have all the education and training we need for new agents, new, new members coming into the business. And so, um, you know, continuing to work hard to make sure we have the right program and it's just the, just the start of it. I mean, it's going to continue to grow. Uh, there, there's no one way to bring an advisor into the business, but we happen to think that our way that educating them and training them on, on the ins and outs of the life insurance business is one of the best ways to bring newer, younger individuals into the uh, into the fold here. And, and Kristen, I'm going to put a question back to you, Ms. As Ms. Moderator. I would say that the marriage made between you leading NFP's advanced kind of strategy and forethought married up with Army and the legislative horsepower and understanding kind of which way the wind is blowing, I, I think took on a shape that even you probably, it might have, you know, exceeded your expectations. You should comment on that because you guys really did a great job all year long keeping members apprised on what was going on in Washington. Thanks, MJ. It, I really enjoyed the partnership that Army and I forged over the course of this year and you know prior years, but this was a year of, of real potential change. And, and it was a year that it, there was a really nice sharing of information. You know, Army's got his finger on the pulse in Washington and what they're hearing, but I was able to represent the, the sales force and the producers, the industry itself, and talk about what impact some of those changes could have right on the ground. And, and then Army could take that back to Washington. And so we had this really great sharing of, of exchange of information. And yeah. with the, the NFP marketing teams and the FinSeca teams, we were able to sort of get 
really current cutting edge information out and, you know, keep all of our members apprised of what's happening. So yeah. from my perspective, the, the enterprise membership came at exactly the right time. We had, <laughs> we had this thing and we needed to put our finger on the thumb and we had the weight of all of partners in NFP behind us as we put that finger on the thumb. So it was, I, I've said it a million times, but for me, working with Army was a fun year to, you know, see yeah. the sausage be made and all the legislation. So it was it was a great experience. Yeah, you two make great partnership. Um, you know, I also say that, you know, I think that the enterprise membership will evolve quite a bit. You know, we've got a committee now formed. You know, we're picking committee chairs. You know, Ken Samerson raises. You know, he didn't quite <laughs> raise his hands. He got voluntold, but <laughs> but you know, Ken is such a you know gentleman that he he raised his hand and he brought an immediate opportunity to the table that I think we we can implement and follow through on, you know, others like Dave Valcourt, you know, were very, you know, active and Dave hadn't been a part of that circle either with Legacy AOU and now with Finseca. So there's an excitement with key people that I think is going to jumpstart the evolution of this, this model into something, you know, we can't even, you know, predict today. Mm-hmm. So, Pete, speaking of, you know, evolutions and lots of momentum and exciting breaking news for 2022, what are you looking forward to as you look out to the rest of this year? What are some things that stand out that you're looking forward to? Oh, I mean, there's a couple big, big picture items that that I'm really kind of focusing on right now. I think, you know, one is, is long-term incentives. So we want to make sure that we're providing the right incentives for members uh, for, for the long-term, you know, whether it's a deferred comp-esque like program or other ventures for them to kind of create a connection to, to partners financial, to, to NFP. You know, we're looking at a property and casualty venture uh, for our folks to be able to take advantage of all the great capabilities that, that NFP has to offer. Uh, I have to say, this is kind of one of those top secret ones, Kristen, that's mm-hmm. still in the lab right now, but I can assure the members out there that uh, we'll be on their, their front mm-hmm. doorstep or in their conference rooms, talking to them about both long-term incentives and, and property and casualty ventures uh, in the future, just great ways for them to create intrinsic value. And I'd say, you know, the two other big things out there that I keep hearing from firms are, are really focusing on, on help servicing enforced business, enforced policy service. You know, it kind of dovetails to what MJ and I were talking about with you earlier about the carriers and making sure that we have a strong relationship there. If we don't have a strong relationship with the carriers, we can't help our firms on the ground level really service their enforced blocks of business. So sure. focusing on that. And then, you know, succession planning, I think is another huge one for our members as uh, we all, and I guess I can finally say this as we all continue to get a little bit older, uh, <laughs> you know, it, it's it's really important to make sure we have the right plans in place uh, to be able to, to, to help with succession planning at firms. And when you couple all that together, I know it's a lot that we want to accomplish in 2022, but it's all going to be worth it. At the end of the year. <laughs> Pete, Pete, I think that was a shot at me celebrating my 50th for a oh, year-long celebration. I was so mad at getting older. That I had to celebrate for an entire year. Get we did a, a pretty good job of, of that, man. We're not singing happy birthday on no, this. We can. We'll make oh, a great podcast. No chance. There's no chance. I can maybe find a recording of happy birthday. <laughs> or 12. Or, or 50 of them. <laughs> oh. All right. And, MJ, would you like to close us out with some of the things that you're looking forward to throughout 2022? 
Oh, yeah, yeah, I will. I, you know, I'm looking forward to executing on all those things that Pete talked about. You know, I've, I've, I've been arm's length with all of them, and it's nice to see those things blossom and and be implemented. And uh, so I'm looking forward to that. You know, I think NFP is poised to have another incredible run. The value of the company, the additional kind of um, connectivity that the life division is having with the broader, you know, capabilities at NFP um, has never been better. Um, as it relates to partners, I love how things are getting connected at a more thoughtful level. And there is a, you know, there's really clear alignment with how NFP complements what Partners Financial does and delivers to its members. You know, and I'm also looking forward to just working with all of you. Um, you know, I uh, I get up every day excited about the team that we have, uh, the commitment everyone has made to to doing the best they can for our members and and our you know the folks in our you know our ecosystem. I th I think that is that's what fuels me every single day, and uh, I couldn't be more thankful for the opportunity to work with you guys as well as each and every member. It's just an honor. Well, thank you. And thank you so much for doing this podcast with me today. Pete, you're a natural. And I imagine that the everyone's going to be clamoring for another Pete and MJ chat. So we'll have to do this again sometime really soon. Thanks so much for your thoughts today. Thanks, Thanks Chris. It was awesome. Love it. No problem. I'm ready.